Hello and welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. This is a car podcast. We like to call them car talk. So come on, join me, buckle up, get a pen and paper. I have some amazing stuff to share with you today. Hi, welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn. I am the creator of Hope and Struggle. Really, Jesus, let's be honest, is the creator of Hope and Struggle. Hope and Struggle all started from me struggling and realizing that God was in every struggle, that he helped me grow through every struggle, and that as long as I looked towards him, found scriptures to help me through that and could see a bigger picture and a better perspective with everything that was going on, he showed me so much through that. Not only did he get me through them, he helped me learn. He helped me share it with others. And I believe wholeheartedly, you guys, that your faithfulness is a factor in someone else's faith. Let's get into it. Right now, currently in this season of life, I am sharing with you some of the things I'm learning through our current situations. Y'all, God is awesome regardless of your season. He is good regardless of your season. He is still God regardless of whether you're 10 pounds overweight, $10,000 in debt, whether you have a job, whether you just lost your job, whether you're trying to find your purpose, whether you're a mom, whether you want to be a mom, whether you're divorced, whether you're single, whether you're 60, 70, 80, or 20 years old, God is God. He's there for you. And all he is doing is waiting on you to seek him. He says very clearly, when we seek him with all of our heart, we will find him. So whatever your season you're in, this is an important message for you. I'm really amazed sometimes at how perfectly God meets us at our point of need. And why am I amazed? Because I know that's what he does. He's just waiting on us to come to him, but we're stubborn. And I think, you know, we get a little pompous and we mix our ego up in our lives and we, we think, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And the honest truth is we're really not good without him. We think we are, but many of the things we do because we want to get us eventually where we don't want to be. But what's interesting, when we do the things we don't want to do, that typically starts to set us up for the life, not only that we want, but I believe that God intends for us. Let me just share with you what's going on in our lives. And I just want you to kind of put yourself into the, this story. Whatever season you're going through, this may be a great season. This may be a transitional season. This may be a season where God is sharing a lot of stuff with you, maybe where you're just seeking questions or you have questions and you're seeking things. But right now in the situation in our life, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but I believe that this is very poignant. Right now in our lives, my mom, who is 79 today, uh, was found unconscious in her house. We don't know what she has. There there are some ideas on what she has, but we, of course, got her to a hospital. She doesn't live near us. She lives about two hours from us. She was unconscious for 12 days. And then on the 13th day, they tried some steroids and things. She opened her eyes. And we we're like, what? Like the heck? Literally, we were thinking, I think mom's gonna go. I think God's gonna come take her. This is crazy. No, she opens her eyes, starts moving, Next thing you know, we're moving her down here to where we live. And she's in a really cool rehab hospital where she's, you know, talking again. She has a trach where she's kind of learning how to physically move again. She still can do nothing for herself. It's a really hard time because in addition to that, 
my husband, Lee, who has had cancer ever since I met him, you know, 13 years ago, he had it even before I met him. His cancer is taking a very serious turn. We're at kind of a, you know, put up or shut up, so to speak, moment. He has been approved for a procedure that will happen next week. We will go down to MD Anderson this week, get him settled in the hospital, do a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff, including bone marrow biopsies, MRIs, CAT scans, blood work, to get him prepared along with more chemo. Cancer's messy, you guys. It's not cut and dry. It's not easy. And it's this unbelievable emotional roller coaster where you feel completely helpless. And for, for, for lack of, you know, being dramatic, because I mean, it's dramatic enough. I don't want to add any more drama to the craziness of this situation. But I mean, it, it's about to go down. This procedure comes on next week and it's not a chemo. It is basically a trial procedure to where they have taken his T-cells, remanufactured them, and they'll reintroduce them into his body to fight the cancer. All right. That's all I'm going to say about it at the moment. If you want to know what it is, just message me. I would love to tell you. I'll send you infographics of what the procedure is. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. And the nerd in me totally comes out with if this works. Oh my God, what a cool thing it's going to have for people. Now I know it's going to work with Lee. Don't get me wrong when I say if this works, but if this gets to be something that they put in the standard of care for cancer patients, holy crap, this is going to be so amazing. Y'all, and they're not getting chemo, which destroys their insides, which destroys parts of their bodies, which completely messes with their brain, sometimes irreversibly. This is not that kind of thing. Something so different. Oh, so I'm, I'm turning that nervousness and anxiety into excitement because I think God has allowed us a really cool avenue here. That being said, add that on to me trying to balance. We have owned a fitness business. It's 100% of how we make money. Well, not 100%, but it's mostly our money. And it's all dependent on what other people do. I need to motivate people. I need to encourage them. I need to train them. I need to be there. In addition to being a mom of two boys and having to travel between Houston, where we live, you know, checking on my mom, being constantly a present on social media and trying not to go crazy. All of that being said, God has given me this really comfortable position with all this. I don't know how, and it's hard because it is hard to balance. I get some of my days mixed up. I double schedule things sometimes, but I can't imagine being perfect in this season. And I don't want to be perfect. I want for God to give purpose to this. And that's where the story comes in today. I'm doing Beth Moore. Bible study currently called Entrusted. I love, 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 love doing Bible studies. And I always want to be in a study. I don't want to be left to my own thoughts. You guys, the Bible warns about that. I always want to be in the Bible praying. I want to be talking to you. I want to be learning from other podcasts, other mentors, even business people. God can speak to us through that. But I always want to be in some sort of thing that guides me in God's word. And listen to what God showed me this week. Holy cow. By the way, I'm behind in this study. So if you're someone that's like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. It's too in-depth. Beth Moore is legit. Like she's hardcore. (laughs) It's serious. Like you're going to get in and you're going to have to get back out at some point. But none of this will be a waste of your time. So being alone a few days ago when Lee was getting treatment, just really asking for God to meet me where I am. I'm having a hard time. I'm not okay. 
but I am okay, if that makes any sense at all. Of all the times I'm waiting on God, of all the times that I'm trying, by the way, I've become a very much type A person, all my type A girls, all my business owners, all my mom bosses, type of people, you get what I'm saying here. I like to get stuff scheduled, I like to get it done. I've gotten rid of almost every bit of negativity in my life. If anybody's super negative, I've pushed away from them. I focus on the good and find cool perspectives with everything. And that, I believe, is what keeps me going and what has you know grown our business so much. But I need God's word. I struggle just like anyone else. And especially in this time, I waver between what I feel in the moment and between what I know to be true. And, you know, God's word tells me a different story than the, the world does. God's hope tells me different truths than the world tries to tell me. And so I'm focusing on that because I don't know what the world's even doing. And I don't have to listen to that. And I think it's imperative we choose not to, that we seek God's word every day before we look at our phone, before we go to our email, and before we look at social media. All right, I'm off my soapbox. Let me share with you what this Bible study gave me this week. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. All right, buckle up. Your faithfulness is a key to somebody else's faith. Let me say that one more time. You're like, we need a tattoo of this, ladies, sisters. Your faithfulness is the key to someone else's faith. L- let me share with you where we are. So we're in 2 Timothy 2.10. Paul is entrusting and trying to bring up Timothy, who was a very young man at this point, probably at high, like high school age, you know-ish, um, to like man up and to like go, I'm entrusting you with sharing the gospel in this area because I got to go and and do it someone else. Now think about Paul, you guys. Paul persecuted Christians. He hated them. He helped many of the killings of the first disciples happen. If he wasn't there, he he, he was, you know, directing them to happen. And after Jesus died, rose again, um, he's on the road to Damascus and Jesus comes to him, basically say, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He makes him blind. And at that experience, Saul becomes Paul. He becomes a believer. He no longer persecutes Christians. And he, at that point, realizes what a horrible and huge debt he has to pay for all of the calamity that he caused because of his sheer hate for Christians. And of course, he didn't know. He didn't believe. And God came to him and said, look, why do you persecute me? And everything kind of changed at that point. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Please seek that out in the Bible for yourself. It's the coolest story. But where we are now, Saul is Paul. Paul's crushing it. He is trying to get everyone to be a believer. He is trying to pay for his sins, which by the way, I don't think we can ever pay for. I believe that Jesus had already forgiven him, but God had a plan for his life and he had a plan and it was just this bent. I don't want to say hell bent because that's like so not what we're talking about, but he had a hell bent, you know, direction for trying to make amends. And he wanted to reach everyone he could for Christ and the gospel. So here we are. In 2 Timothy, Paul says, I'm going to endure all things. And what he's talking about is how he wants to endure all things now, all of the horrible stuff, all of the things he's going through that are so uncomfortable, that is making his life complete. You know what? For the sake of the elect. Let me read this scripture to you. So 2 Timothy 2.10. And by the way, Timothy's really, really, really awesome. If you can get a chance to, to get a Bible that gives you just a little bit of preface um, in every uh, book about who wrote it, what was going on, <clears throat> I think that it will serve you well because it gives you a little bit of the backstory. And the backstory, I think, 
is, is what sets us up and helps us, I feel like, make it more practical than just, you know, God's word. By the way, my favorite Bible is the New King James Version currently. This is a, a leadership Bible by John Maxwell. Michelle Myers actually gave it to me. It feels so good, not only in my hands, <laughs> but I, I love the excerpts on the sides that Maxwell puts in, but this is a highly impactful scripture that could give strength and more purpose to what it is you're going through, which why I believe God allowed me to read this on the day that I did. So if your faithfulness is key to someone else's, else's faith, let's go to the word. Second Timothy 2, 9-ish, 10-ish. So Paul is saying, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But what's good is the word of God is not chained. And what he's saying is, I can be chained. They can try to shut me up. They can try to, you know, mute me. They can put me in jail, but God's word can't be muted. God's word can't be put in jail. God's word can't be in chains. So if we are extending that out, it's going to keep going, whether it exactly comes from us or not. So then he goes to say in second Timothy two ten. therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation for which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I, therefore, endure all things for the sake of the elect. All right. So then you're like, okay, okay. Mindy, how does that help me? Or what does that mean? Well, who's the elect, you guys? Everyone watching your story. Everyone watching your life unfold. Everyone watching how you handle this season. Everyone watching how you handle this crap. Are you running away from the struggle because you can't handle it? Are you trying to run around it? Yo, we got to go through it. And it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful and it's going to freaking suck. Sorry, I'm getting passionate here because it is sucking right now. It is sucking. And by the way, Jesus knows I'm saying sucking and forgive me. But here's the thing. It's going to be not comfortable. It's going to be and sticky and what am I doing? But God is going to give you so much purpose through it. And he is going to ultimately get the glory because if your faithfulness in this, this season is a key to someone else's faith because they're watching you go through it, then what are you doing it for? You got to do it, not just to get through it with your eyes closed and, oh my gosh, just get me through this. Let's do it for the purpose in which God intended is for someone else's potential salvation. Nothing is bigger than that. Oh my gosh, I'm trying my hardest not to cry right now, but let me let me read this to you. When life doesn't seem worth living or feels like it's too much to bear, courage can come from setting our sights beyond our own plights of hope, but to the end and to the salvation and deliverance of others. So, so get ready. Those of you that suffer with selfishness, those of you that suffer with extreme self focusedness, not even a word, get ready. Cause listen, I'm not saying it, Beth Moore saying it. So don't get mad at me, but we got to get out of our selfishness. We got to quit thinking about myself. Me, me, me. Think about number one. What about me? I don't feel good. I'm so sad today. Whatever. Wait a minute. There's so much more to this. Listen up. You got to, we have to set our sights past our own plights to the salvation and the hope of deliverance of others. Because what we're going through, if we go through it well, that could be a factor in someone else's hope and ultimate salvation. Your faithfulness is key to someone else's faith. Nothing about outward focused during inward pain is natural, but it could well be our survival. Okay, now this is where it gets down and dirty. Beth Moore said it. Don't you be mad at me, because here it comes. Self-focusedness, 
would have killed Paul long before his execution date. If you and I want to lie down and die before we're actually dead, become self-consumed in your season and become self-consumed with your suffering, that'll do the trick. Okay, y'all, what she's saying is the fastest way for, for you to die, the fastest way for you to not have purpose in this season, the fastest way for this season to be even worse than it already is, is for you and I to become so selfish and so self-focused on poor me and my whole life. And this is so sad and I'm dealing with so much and I can barely manage and I'm on the struggle bus right now that that would diminish the light that God is trying to shine from you and through your circumstances for his glory and the good of others. Oh my God, I hope you can feel this passion I have in my heart right now because this makes me wanna fight. I wanna go through this all the more with his glory shining because this could be the salvation for someone else's, I mean, the salvation of someone else. How horrible would it be to see Jesus and me to realize I could have been better if I would have just went through it for someone else to know Christ than me trying to hide it and, and doing whatever I could to self you know, soothe me to get through it that someone else missed the boat. And you know, guys, I take that this seriously. It may seem like I'm doing something funny. It may seem like I love eyelashes and, 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 and fingernails and all that stuff too much. But you guys, there is purpose in drawing others to yourself. There's purpose in sharing your struggle with an upside. God can work through it. And I know that giving Lee cancer wasn't an accident. He did it on purpose and he did it with great intentions. I know that mom, that God did this with my mom for my three sisters and my brothers and my mom for something grand in addition to helping her. It's not just to give my mom this trouble and give us this extra weight. It's for something more. And that only comes, you guys, when we switch our sights off of ourselves and onto what God has and onto potentially leading other people to Christ, whether we say a word or not, but by our actions. If we become self-consumed in this season, we will surely die to this season. But you know that's not what we want. There is iron in the blood of Jesus and it runs through our spiritual veins too. We have to be strong, you guys, in this season. And this is a perfect example. All of this, you guys, I'm happy to share with you in the show notes. I will add this particular Bible study that Beth Moore does called Entrusted. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. And I believe wholeheartedly that this is not something that you, if you do a Bible study that you don't have to do it in this exact timeline, I think we get really tripped up in the legalities. Oh my gosh, this is one one of these a day or one of these a week or I have to do six days. I think you got to go in and seek God every day and allow him to work within you every day. And sometimes that means you do stuff quickly. Sometimes that means you do stuff slowly. But what you've got to do, you guys, is absorb the content. In our business, we read personal development. And I think this is just a great way to to relate this to you in a different manner. I have many people that love reading books. They're like, all right, I've read these eight books, you know, these past two months. My question to that person is, well, what did you learn? What did you absorb? Give me your top five things from every book. If they can't give me their top five things, I lovingly say, why do you need to read things so fast? This isn't about checking something off your to-do list. This isn't about 
you know, being compulsive and just getting it is what it is that we need to do done. It's about learning. It's about absorbing and making those things we learn change our minds. And then our minds change our actions. Those actions change how we feel, how we love, you know, change our choices. It's got to be like that. You guys, and no one needs to understand. I think that's really the hard part sometimes with us thinking that other people have to be approving or other people have to understand. No, they don't. This is between you and God and your purpose. Let me pray us out today. Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this time in the car that I feel that I get closer to you, this time in the car that we can share what it is you're showing us. Lord, I thank you for hot yoga. It is totally whipping my butt and I need it. Thank you for movement. Thank you for prayer in the mornings. Thank you for the discipline of not looking at our phones first thing in the mornings and looking to you. Thank you for those forces in my life, Lord God, that you've allowed in the people, the words, and even the struggles, God, even the people that give us trouble. Lord God, I don't think they even know that they do, but it's an opportunity, an avenue to get closer to you and to act according to your will and not my own because my own will wants to fight like a big baby. My own will wants to run away and go to things I don't need to. But with your will, God, things are so much better. I thank you for this day. I thank you for hope and struggle. I lift up my mom. I lift up Lee in this journey we're about to be on. Oh God, I pray your blood all over him. Please, Lord God, make him strong. Make his body strong. Make this procedure be exactly what you intended. Like build him up, help his heart, help his spirit, Lord, and everyone involved helping him. Let them do the best that they possibly can, Lord God. Let this be an avenue for your glory. Let this be an avenue that we can share more with you. Please, I lift up all my friends that are suffering from cancer and their loved ones. I lift all of our friends up that are dealing with things. I lift those people, Lord God, that even don't realize their utter selfishness, Lord God, that they would, you would just reveal to them that there's such a better and more fun way to live instead of the center of our own self-centeredness, that living in the center of your will changes everything. I ask all this in your name. Amen. Love you guys. Let me hear from you. 